Okay, good news. The New Jersey Devils are 10-1-1 in their previous 12 matchups, and they came away with the victory yet again against the Seattle Kraken by a score of 3-1. Dougie Hamilton was able to get two power play goals, but the bad news is Jack Hughes is listed week-to-week due to upper body soreness. How is that going to affect the team? And what were my overall thoughts after the Seattle Kraken matchup? We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everyone. Your Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, Devils Ride for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews. So before we get into today's show, I just want to say, yes, I see the trades happening throughout the NHL. I am perfectly aware that Vladimir Tarasenko is heading to the New York Rangers organization, and now there's extra pressure on the New Jersey Devils to close the deal on Timo Meyer before the Carolina Hurricanes reportedly snag him away. So I just want to say uh, we're going to save it for a near future episode because there are bigger priorities to discuss. So we're going to discuss Jack Hughes. Obviously, the New Jersey Devils just played a game against Seattle Kraken. They came away with the 3-1 victory. And then I'm going to talk about where do the New Jersey Devils go from here because the overall narrative is how are the Devils going to fare without Jack Hughes because he is listed week to week. So I just want to say, yes, I see the trades. I see the news. I see the speculations, but we're not going to discuss it in today's episode. And also speaking of trades, I don't know how many of you are basketball fans, but the NBA trade deadline, uh, prayers to my colleagues over at Locked On NBA because it's been one hell of a day. So uh, just keeping up with the trades around the league. And it's also worth mentioning that the trade deadline does not end in the NHL until March 3rd. So uh, the, the floodgates are open out in the east, and the, it was first opened by the New York Islanders, and the New York Rangers continue to keep the gates open. And now the, the pressure is on the New Jersey Devils and possibly the Carolina Hurricanes to do something similar to what the Rangers and Islanders just did. Now, let's get into business. So, like I just mentioned, it's been revealed that Jack Hughes has been listed week to week due to his upper body soreness. Now, I touched on this a little bit in the previous episode. I talked about like Jack Hughes, he missed a practice due to maintenance because of that upper body soreness. And then I said that he left a practice early. And I said, my educated guess was that Jack Hughes was going to be listed as day to day and maybe he would be a game time decision. But I said, worst case scenario, week to week. And obviously we got the news. It's week to week. So the the main question is, how did this happen? Well, we can make a few guesses, but We don't really know for sure because, as you guys recall, during the All-Star game, he did get tangled up with Brady Kachuk and looked like Brady Kachuk got a little bit of his jersey and Jack Hughes took a little bit of a tumble. But the argument you can make against that is that Jack Hughes suited up in the first game back from the All-Star break for the New Jersey Devils, and he actually played really well against the Vancouver Canucks. 
or you can say like maybe it happened during the course of a practice, but Amanda Stein, Christy Flannery, Ryan Ovazinski, they never tweeted out saying that was the case because as you guys know, reporters are allowed to go to the New Jersey Devils' practice. Maybe the Devils had a weight room a training session or maybe Jack Hughes just fell in his own home, whatever the case might be. But the end-all be-all, Jack Hughes is officially week-to-week with his upper body soreness. Now, what's my guess as to what the problem is with Jack Hughes? I just believe fatigue has finally caught up with him because prior to his injury, he has played the entire stretch of games for New Jersey Devils, and he was also the only Devils player to be represented in the All-Star game. So I was just like, he he didn't really get a, a chance to recover and recoup during the All-Star break. Uh, compared to some of his teammates. So I said he was adding that extra mileage on his body and it might've taken a tumble on him just a little bit. But like I said, he did play in the previous game against the Vancouver Canucks. So uh, we we don't really know for sure, but that's just my guess. It's a fatigue kind of thing. And what did Lindy Ruff say? Lindy Ruff uh, did speak with Amanda Stein and overall Lindy Ruff doesn't seem to be too concerned with the injury to Jack Hughes and I know a lot of people are fearing that Jack Hughes might be out for an extended period of time because if you recall, John Marino was originally listed week to week. But I want to give another example of a player who was listed week to week during the course of the season, and that was Ryan Graves. Because remember when Ryan Graves got hurt during the Florida Panthers game and a lot of people were worried that he might have hurt his knee, but the uh, end result was that he was out week to week and he ended up returning after like one week and a few days. So Lindy Ruff believes that Jack Hughes, given his age, given how healthy he is, he believes that Jack Hughes will be back sooner rather than later. And if you need some extra reassurance, Ryan Ovazinski recently released an article for NJ.com revealing that uh, Martin Brodeur said in an interview that he doesn't believe the injury to Jack Hughes is all that serious. So quite honestly, guys, during these next couple stretch of games for the Devils, I think this is going to be a good recovery process for Jack Hughes so he could take it easy because, like I said, he's been adding all that extra mileage on his body. He has played the entire stretch of games prior to the All-Star game for the Devils, and we all know that he likes to run and gun, and we saw it towards the end of the Vancouver Canucks game where it kind of caught up to him, and I think Jack Hughes, especially during all these overtime games that the Devils have been playing lately, Uh, I I said that was a fear of mine, which is what if the fatigue catches up to someone like Jack Hughes? And I think it has so in this case. Now, uh, when looking at the schedule for New Jersey Devils, I don't I think this is a good time. If this did have to happen, I think it's a decent time for Jack Hughes to go down and just basically take it a little easy because our next game is going to come Saturday against Minnesota Wild. We haven't played the Wild yet this year. Uh, They've started to pick it up just a little bit, but they're still inconsistent. And I think the Devils got the big win against the Seattle Kraken in their previous matchup. And then when looking at the next game after the Minnesota Wild, we got the Columbus Blue Jackets. I don't think that's going to be much of a challenge. Then you got the St. Louis Blues. They just traded away Vladimir Tarasenko. So uh, their roster is a little bit weaker. And then you got the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the Penguins, uh, they had a decent month of of, of just uh, reviving themselves in December. However, they've fallen off a little bit. And they're still trying to compete for that final uh, playoff spot in the Metro. But uh, time is not their friend. And then you got the Winnipeg Jets on February 19th. So I say you would want Jack Hughes back around the 19th of February. And that's 10 days away. So I think Jack Hughes is going to miss the next couple of games, but given his age, given how healthy he is, and given the fact that it's upper body soreness, it didn't reveal that 
he pulled something he uh, or something is uh, torn, whatever the case might be. That never revealed that he's going to get a second opinion from a doctor to see if he needs surgery or whatever the case might be. I think Jack Hughes is going to be just fine, just soreness. So I think it's just a better to be safe than sorry kind of circumstance because we do need Jack Hughes during the course of the playoffs. So there's no reason for Jack Hughes to play hero in this case, especially given the fact that the New Jersey Devils, they have their eyes set on the playoffs. And we see this in the NBA a lot, which is load managing your players, which is if your player may have tweaked something or maybe they're not really 100%, just rest them and just try to see uh, what your team does in the meantime. So that way uh, you, your, your star player is good to go come the playoffs. And now what does this mean for the New Jersey Devils? Well, I saw a tweet linger around and somebody by the name of Pantyhose uh, Pristess, I think that's how you pronounce it. It's P-R-I-E-S-T-E-S-S. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, basically, uh, this person said, well, everyone brace yourselves for a long losing streak, barely squeaking into the playoffs and getting swept by the Boston Bruins. For those of you who are too young, it is 2018 all over again. And uh, basically, a lot of people responded to that tweet, and not, including me. And, and I'm just like, who's too young to remember 2018? 2018 just happened five years ago. I was a senior in high school uh, about to graduate back in 2018. But anyway, uh, digressing a little bit. Basically, I responded to uh, this person by saying, so you're telling me that Nico Heischer, Jesper Brack, Dougie Hamilton, Vitek Manchek, and possibly Dawson Mercer won't do anything. So I'll touch on that momentarily. But first, just to give just some extra, how would I say, a sigh of relief to the fan base out there for the Devils. When looking at the Metropolitan Division, I know during the month of December, I was saying that it's a tight race and uh, basically every point matters for the Devils if they still want to make the playoffs. Well, the Devils have gotten back to their consistent winning ways and they're building up that cushion in the Metro. So when looking at the standings, the Carolina Hurricanes are obviously first. They have 76 points. The Devils just won their most recent game against the Seattle Kraken. They have 72. The New York Rangers have 66. And then after the Rangers, you have the Washington Capitals at 60 points. Pittsburgh Penguins, 59. New York Islanders, same situation, 59. So even if the New York Rangers were to hypothetically pass the New Jersey Devils, let's say the Devils go on like a five-game losing streak, whereas the Rangers win a few more games, I think the Devils have a decent points cushion that they can lose a few games and they're still in a playoff position because they're 12 points ahead of the Washington Capitals. And it, and I don't think it's going to get to that point where we, we basically have to fear the Washington Capitals passing us. Now, if Jack Hughes was out for a few months, maybe you would have to freak out in that sort of way. But it's upper body soreness. He's going to be fine. And like I said, Lindy Ruff is not worried. Martin Brodeur is not worried. I think the the overall mindset for New Jersey Devils is just rest Jack Hughes and get him prepared uh, for the playoffs. Make sure he's 100% healthy and just give him a break. Because if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, he's already played all games for the Devils prior to the All-Star game. He's He was the only Devils representative in the All-Star game. And uh, obviously he suited up in the first game back from the break. So Jack Hughes just has been playing in a lot of games. And uh, obviously his body, I don't think is used to it because I think this is the first season in which Jack Hughes has been playing uh, or was on pace to play all 82 games. So I think Jack Hughes is still just trying to get used to the mileage and the fatigue just caught up to him just a little bit. So let's not freak out and see what the Devils can do from here. Okay, so going back to my previous tweet. I said, yes, Jack Hughes is out. But at the same time, 
The Devils still have a lot of key components on the roster, and we saw it in this matchup against the Seattle Kraken. So before I talk more about the game, let's just uh, go back a little bit. Who was the star player for the Devils at the beginning of the year? Who got us off to a decent start? It was Jesper Bratt when he had that point streak to open up the season. And then during that 13-game win streak, I said it was Nico Heischer who was leading the charge. And then come late November, that's when Jack Hughes took the league by storm and he got his name into the MVP discussion. So it, it's not just the Jack Hughes show. And this is something I've been touching upon the last few weeks when I was trying to make a case for Nico Heischer and also Jesper Bratt to join Jack Hughes in Florida for the All-Star Game Festives. It's just because I think people still believe that it's just a Jack Hughes and a bunch of misfits. No, it, it's a, a lot of uh, collective players coming together to make the Devils great, including our captain, Nico Heischer, Jesper Brad putting up solid production, Vitek Vanacek just coming alive and just exceeding expectations. Dougie Hamilton having a bounce back year. And Dougie Hamilton was a star in this game for Devils against the Seattle Kraken because he scored not one, but two power play goals to basically uh, lead the charge and lead the offense. So I'm looking at Dougie Hamilton to step up his game. And now I think it's his turn to be in the spotlight for the Devils because we talk a lot about our baby big three in Brad, Keisha, and Hughes. But I always say that Dougie Hamilton is still a star. He's still one of the top defensemen in this league, but no one really talks about him. So I think Dougie Hamilton is looking at the limelight. And you can make the argument saying these past few games, prior to the All-Star game as well, Dougie Hamilton has been the New Jersey Devils' best player because if you recall, who had the game-winning goal against the Pittsburgh Penguins in the Vegas Golden Knights game? Who got the game-tying goal and who got the game-winning goal? And in this game against the Seattle Kraken, our first game without Jack Hughes the entire year, who stepped up to the plate and got the Devils two crucial power play goals and also got the game-winning goal, so that way the Devils uh, can uh, put their foot on the gas pedal and just try to tread water a little bit. It's Dougie Hamilton. And also, look at someone like Mackenzie Blackwood. I think this game for Mackenzie Blackwood was a big confidence booster for him because uh, the last few games, for Mackenzie Blackwood, his last few outings, he's actually performed pretty well in between the pipes for the Devils, but he just had no help in front of him. So this game against the Seattle Kraken, it seemed like it was going the same direction for uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. But luckily, the Devils were able to give him some sort of offense. And at the beginning of the game, it seemed like it was going to be the same story for Mackenzie Blackwood when he last played the Seattle Kraken, which is he was going to face a lot of shots on goal. He was basically going to have to lead his team to victory because after the first period, the shots on goal category was 12 to 7. And then at some point during period number two, uh, the, the Seattle Kraken already had 18 shots on Mackenzie Blackwood. And in total, they put 34 shots on Mackenzie Blackwood. And the first goal led up in the second period by the New Jersey Devils uh, came off the stick of Adam Larson. But that was just a string of bad luck. That wasn't even the Seattle Kraken's best uh, shot attempt of the night because it redirected off of Miles Wood's stick. And uh, Mackenzie Blackwood just lost sight of the puck and ultimately just found the back of the net. So... Honestly, that was just luck for the former New Jersey Devil in Adam Larson. So the first goal led up. You can't really put all the blame on Mackenzie Blackwood. And I'm just like, I really hope that the New Jersey Devils give Mackenzie Blackwood some sort of help this game. And 
Uh, I talked about how Vitek Vancek has been lucky the last few games for the Devils because he hasn't faced as many shots on goal compared to Mackenzie Blackwood. And I just said Mackenzie Blackwood faced 34 shots, but he stepped up his game big time. And I wish I could give an explanation as to why Mackenzie Blackwood seems to see more shots on goal compared to Vitek Vancek. I know Cam Danico and Bill Spaulding tried discussing it on air, but neither of them could get a full-fledged answer. And Cam Danico is obviously the former NHL player. So, I, but Mackenzie, my point is Mackenzie Blackwood stepping up his game is a big confidence booster for him, and I think he's going to be more reliable down the stretch. So, for Mackenzie Blackwood, I know I've been talking about saying that he possibly needs to get traded, and quite honestly, he might just be raising his uh, trade stock at this point, but. Uh, it's really hard for me to critique Mackenzie Blackwood these last few games because in between the pies for Devils, he is actually putting up some very good numbers. And here's another player who was one of the three stars of the game for the New Jersey Devils who needs a lot more credit because he got the primary assist on both of Dougie Hamilton's goals. It's Andre Palat because I talked about it during the course of the offseason for Andre Palat. He's going to be that player that the Devils rely on if they need to get out of the gutter. So Obviously, I talk about our three main focal points in Heischer, Brad, and Hughes. I talked about our underrated superstar in Dougie Hamilton. And it's worth mentioning that with plenty of season to be played, Dougie Hamilton has already surpassed his career high in points this year for the Devils. Because going into this game, he had uh, 49 total points. And if you need a reference as to Dougie Hamilton's previous career high in points, it was when he had 50 for the Calgary Flames back during the 2016 and 2017 season. So Dougie Hamilton has exceeded expectations, and I think more people need to talk about it. So going back to Andre Pilat, Andre Pilat is someone that we're definitely going to have to rely on because he is the grizzled veteran. He's been around the block a few times. He's won Stanley Cups with the Tampa Bay Lightning organization, and I think people are forgetting that uh, he can be a great leader in the locker room. So I always talk about how Nico Heischer is the captain, but Andre Pilat has something that Nico Heischer can't provide, and that's just experience because, like I said, he's just been in the league for a while. That's why he's already one of our captains for the organization, and Andre Pilat stepping up his game and coming up clutch for the Devils on Dougie Hamilton's uh, two goals on the power play I think can uh, just proves dividends as to how valuable he is because, remember, early on this year – when the Devils uh, dropped their first two games of the season against the Anaheim Ducks, who was the person who stepped up his overall game? Because he heard the rumors that his head coach was in trouble. It was Andre Palat. So Andre Palat, I think he's getting his footing underneath them once again. And this is what I want to see from Andre Palat, which is just solid production throughout the offense for the Devils and be that person that we can rely on. And Tomas Shatara actually looked pretty sharp in the top power play unit because uh, he was Jack Hughes' replacement. And Tatar got the secondary assist on the first goal for Dougie Hamilton on the power play. So Tatar passed it over to Palat, and Palat set up uh, Dougie Hamilton beautifully, and, and Dougie Hamilton let a beautiful shot go off his stick and found the back of the net. So uh, Thomas Tatar, he's looking sharp on the top uh, power play unit. And overall, this game for the Devils, it was just a matter of, who's stepping up to the plate and the expectations I have for the devils moving forward is just tread the water a little bit and just try to see how many wins you can rack up before Jack Hughes returns to play. So we have a couple of uh, games that fall into our favor, not trying to call them gimme wins, but you got the Minnesota wild. They're a little inconsistent, but they have stepped up their game. So you can't sleep on that fact. 
And then you got the Columbus Blue Jackets. And let's admit, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, I think, have seen better days during their franchise history. So I think the Devils are uh, in a good spot right now to still continue to rack up the wins and build up the points despite missing their star player in Jack Hughes. Now, before we wrap up today's show and I give you guys the final stats, I want you guys to make some extra cash, especially with the Super Bowl right around the corner. And guess what? I will be in attendance at the game. So we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. And you already know the drill. Visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. And always please remember to gamble responsibly. And now, I know a lot of your New Year's resolutions is to eat happy, eat healthier. So let me get you hip to Built Bar. So if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar because healthy is actually tasty. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm sure I'm not sure how Built Bar does it, but somehow, some way, their bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Sam's Club or Walmart. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and also the NASCAR season is right around the corner, and Built Bar will be on the hood of Corey LaJoy's number seven car come this season so can't wait to watch the daytona 500 so just that interesting tidbit for you okay so like i do with every post game recap i'm going to compare the overall stats and give the devils a letter grade so when looking at the shots on goal category once again mackenzie blackwood had to play savior for devils in between the pipes but it worked for him this was probably the sharpest i've seen mackenzie blackwood all season and he deserved it head above shoulders just because he stepped up to the plate And uh, once again, he's just been uh, on the wrong end of some bad luck and just getting some uh, getting little to no help in front of him. But shots on goal category 34 to 27 in favor of the Kraken faceoff percentage 60 percent to 40 percent in favor of the Devils power play Kraken were 0 for 3 Devils were 2 for 4 thanks to Dougie Hamilton hits 22 to 15 in favor of the Devils blocks 27 to 11 in favor of the Devils giveaways 14 to 6 in favor of the Devils. So if I had to rate this game for a Devils, I'm actually going to give him an A minus because, like I said, I know the shots on goal category was a relatively a little bit high, but I believe Mackenzie Blackwood stepped up to the plate. Dougie Hamilton did really well in special teams, and I think what really helped the Devils and their overall confidence and uh, just regaining momentum of the game was when they were able to kill off that five on three, and it was a lengthy five on three at the hands of the Seattle Kraken and basically just uh, rescue Mackenzie Blackwood. Mackenzie Blackwood was able to bail out the team a few times. The defense in front of him was able to bail him out a couple times as well. So the Seattle Kraken were able to get five shots on that five-on-three, but the Devils were able to kill it off, and I think they did a phenomenal job 
in that regard. And after that, I think that was the momentum booster. And that's what shifted the game into the favor of the Devils because you just saw the different sense of urgency after they were able to kill off that five on three and draw more penalties into their favor. So uh, the, the special teams was really good for Devils in this sort of way. And also you just saw players step up to the plate and just play phenomenal. And I want to see that going forward, especially with Jack Hughes being out for a short amount of time, but still Jack Hughes is vital to this team. And now it's just X man up. So that's my opinion of the game for devils. I think it was a phenomenal showing and uh, between the Seattle Kraken and the Minnesota wild, I said, try to win against the Seattle Kraken and then see how the Minnesota wild game goes, because let's face it, Seattle Kraken are second, in the Pacific. And then, when looking at the uh, Minnesota Wild, they're fourth in the Central, and they just lost to the Vegas Golden Knights 5-1. to one. But at the end of the day, the, the Minnesota Wild, uh, even though they're on a three-game losing streak, uh, they're 4-6 and six in their previous 10, and they're right in the middle in the Central Division. So they, they still have a shot, and they're tied in points with the Colorado Avalanche with 58. So they're starting to make a complete 180, so you have to take that in consideration. So don't sleep on the Minnesota Wild. Still think it's a game that falls into the favor of the New Jersey Devils. But at the end of the day, you know, you're not you're, you're without your star player and you got to try to maintain that consistency going forward. So that's my overall thoughts on the game. That's my overall thoughts on Jack Hughes. So if you're listening on a podcast streaming service, make sure to hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMatt4 or the show's Twitter page at LockedOnDevils. And if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment down below and make sure you subscribe. And as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.